Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Euler and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. going on Steelers Nation Radio it is high noon on a Thursday afternoon that can only mean one thing it's time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold I'm Wesley Euler. he's Arthur Motes this is the Steelers Blitz on SNR here between the two of us on this program we've got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair Ian's already know that by now it's up to you to figure out the rest. What you should also know is, yes, we are pre-recording these shows as it is the offseason. You got us live on Tuesday earlier in the week from the Steelers Hall of Honor. Big shout out to everybody who had us out there on uh, on Tuesday as well, too. A must-see for Steelers Nation there, uh, the Steelers Hall of Honor Museum. We had a lot of fun there on Tuesday doing a live show for you guys, but we are back to pre-recorded now. But we still want your questions, comments, concerns, and reactions, of course. we got a couple of those that we'll get to here before we wrap up the show. Your off-season participation can still uh, get a hold of us at Wesley Euler at the Body 52. Yeah. Body. And Arthur Motes, we are back in the uh, the comforts of our own basements here as we record this thing. But that's a pretty hey, cool man. experience. Pretty cool experience we got to be a part of on Tuesday. Um, thanks to thanks to Reagan and everybody there on the Steelers side of things that set us up. Uh, pretty cool uh, unique look that we got there. Just us, really, the whole place to ourselves uh, at the Steelers Hall of Honor Museum on Tuesday. And I think you agree with me when I say that's a that's a must-see for all Steelers fans. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, 100% a must-see for Steelers fans. Um, even fans of just football. Like, it's some yeah. beautiful history, league history that is in that uh, Hall of Honor Museum. And uh, I would also say this, man. Um, Shout out to you because you did rent the whole place out for me on Lover's Day and had me feeling <laughs> real important. All right. So so it meant a lot to me for you to put on your, your nice Easter clothes as well. Yes, like I saw course. you had you had you had some nice clothes on showing me in that place like that. It really touched my heart. So I I, I know why I stand with you. Thank you. <laughs> hey, it was I, I don't, it was I don't need a key to the door. I, I you, you took me on a tour there, private man. Hey, yeah, you I, I'll trade that any day. Are you ready for this one? You might not have a key to the door, but you've got a key to my heart, Arthur Motes. Oh, there oh, we how go. About that? Oh, there how we about go. That? There we go. 
Motsi, we've got plenty to get into today on the show. Uh, here's how I broke it down for you. All right, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. We're going to do a Steelers segment here to start. Okay. Then we're going to do an Around the League segment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we're going to do an AFC North segment that is going to have Steelers talk and, of course, our three other division rivals. That's how we'll break down the show today. Sound good to you? I like it. Sounds like a plan, baby. All right, well, let's get into it here. Steelers segment to get us started. And, of course, I I think this would only be right that we get started here today um, talking about the retirement of John Mitchell, the Steelers assistant coach, Mitch, um, Steelers assistant head coach. If you are somebody like Arthur Motes that's been on the player side of things, if you're somebody like myself who's been on the media side of things, even if you are just a Steelers diehard who, you know, who observes and, and, and supports and roots for the franchise, uh, from Pittsburgh, from Pennsylvania, from all around the country and all around the world. Uh, chances are that, that you know who John Mitchell is. Certainly, if, if you're somebody like myself or Motes, you do. He has spent 29 seasons coaching for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Think about the eras that that spans, the head coaches that that spans. He has spent the last 50 years of his life coaching, beginning, of course, at the University of Alabama, where he was the first black football player ever Think about that ever at the University of Alabama under Bear Bryant. Uh, speaking of another legendary head coach, Motsi, before we get into some more specifics on Coach Mitch and his career, obviously as someone who was part of the Steelers organization when he was there, uh, I know you have a relationship with this guy. I know you've got stories and and things to share. Uh, coach Mitch retiring. Just talk about the the lasting legacy that he's going to leave on the organization and and you know you as a person. Point blank. Period. Love. Absolutely love Coach Mitch, man. He's one of those guys that if you've ever had the opportunity to be around him, you always leave better than what you came in, man. And it's not always in the traditional sense of he's going to say something to make you feel good. It's not always that. But he's one of those guys that's going to be honest with you 100% of the times, regardless of if you want to hear it or not, he is going to tell you the truth. And when you talk about why players love him, why players respond to him, it's because of that. It's because of his ability to relate to you. And when you talk about the history, being the first black player to play at Alabama, like Bear Bryant, you know, and then when you think about the things that he endured, um, the things that he has seen and how he still is able to communicate, how he's still able to have a soft side with him and that just be a hardened person because of his personal experience and stuff like that. I've always been a fan of coach Mitch and the sacrifice that he made. Um, You know, I've talked to him plenty of times because, you know, I got wife, kids and stuff like that. I'm always like, Hey man, like you ever thought about, you know, doing the whole family thing, like multiple kids. And he's like, man, I love this. Like doing this. Like I have how many kids now, you know, when you think about how many players come through here. And I was like, I understand that. And when you think about just the time that he pours into these guys crap, Like, it's a beautiful thing. I've never seen Coach Mitch tell a guy, hey, man, I ain't got time for you today. I've never seen Coach Mitch tell a guy, no, I don't want to meet with you today. I've seen this man, when I would go in there at 5 in the morning, it'd be me and D-Boy in there. Guess who else was in there? Coach Mitch and Coach Tomlin. Faithfully. Every day. Coach Mitch, one of those guys, man, he's going to beat you in the building, and he's going to outwork you, man. And ultimately, he's contagious like that. When you would talk about how he would communicate with Brett Kiesel, I saw that firsthand. How he would communicate with Cam Hayward, saw that firsthand. Stefan Tua, saw that firsthand. Javon Hargrave <laughs> yeah. literally was just laughing with, uh, with Hargrave yesterday about this, man, when we saw Coach Mitch retire. And I tell him, hey, man, spend a little time with it. 
because that was one of the things that he would harp on with Hargrave every single day. And Wild would be like, bro, why this man riding me so hard? And we'd always <laughs> be like, man, that's just how he is. But you look at how it helped Hargrave develop while he was here, his four seasons, what he was able to do, and then to ultimately leave and go get compensated the way that he did. And now you look at where he's at in his career. He looks back on those moments and he's like, thank you, Coach Mitch, because you taught me the discipline yeah. that I needed. You made it, you know, clear to me what I need to do going forward to be a successful player in this league. And that's what Coach Mitch brings to the table. He has that type of experience, that type of validity. When he tells you, hey, I've coached the Casey Hampton. You got to listen to what this man has to tell you. I've coached Aaron Smith. You have to listen to what this man is telling you. He goes mm -hmm. down that list. And for me. You know, I always laugh. I say, man, I, I got him almost like I was the cousin. Like I was a cousin in the family. So D-line is like his kids because he coached sure. those guys around sure. the clock as outside linebacker. When we work pass, rush, or sub, package, nickel, ball, that's when we got to go work with them. And, man, the way that he would get on me when I would come here, I love to rush inside. I love to, like, I'm going to start outside, okay. but I'm trying to go inside and beat you quick. Two steps, I want to go in there. Coach Mitch hated inside rushes. He would always yell at me, most stay outside. I don't care what you do. Got to stay outside. If you want to come inside, that's, that's cool. Funny. I know you, I, he's like, I know you fast. I know you got moves. I know you feel good. But if you're going to rush inside, please tell one of these D linemen to cover you. That's all you got to say, most. And I would never say it. And every single time I do, even if I got the sack, QB hit, whatever, he'd come over to that side, he's shaking his head. Cool, most. Just say, come for me, man. Come on, man. What we doing? We got to keep this discipline up front. I'm like, you, my bad, coach. My bad, baby. Come on now, most. Come on now, most. But that's <laughs> Coach Mitch, man. Like, he was going to consistently harp on certain things, but that's what you loved about him because he was going to hold awesome. you accountable. That's and, awesome. you know, when you could think about a guy to be like that, like, it was just always a fun uh, experience yeah. when, I would, when I would think of him like that, man. So big time respect for Coach Mitch. That's awesome. And and obviously, I mean, you, you, you don't last as long in, in this profession, Motsi, without having that type of impact on, mm -hmm. on, on both, you know, men yeah. as, as it relates to football players and as it relates to the personal side of things as well, too. I mean, 50 years as a football coach and I'm, I'm looking at this now. I mean, again, you know, he, he started playing under Bear Bryant, one of the most legendary college football coaches ever at Alabama, one of the most mm -hmm. legendary, you know, football programs in the country. Became an assistant coach then at Alabama, Arkansas, and LSU there over a couple years before he began his three-decade career in the NFL, where he coached under Bill mm -hmm. Belichick, Bill Cower, and Mike Tomlin. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you talk about being a guy that was born in Alabama in 1951. And Motsi, you and I, we don't need to we don't need to make this a history lesson, all right? But everybody can imagine what it was like being born as a black man in Alabama in 1951. In what do you think that period. was like? What do you think that was like, Wes? Uh, I'm confused. It was the sunshine and rainbows. That was I don't think that? it was sunshine and rainbows. That's probably that's you, probably the most politically correct way to put we it. We weren't all drinking up the same drink, riding on the same bus, no, sitting not, in the same classroom. No, correct, correct. That's that <laughs> oh, is that bad. is the PG that is the that is the PG version of of it. There, yes, Arthur Motes. Uh, different bus location, different water fountain to drink of, different classrooms, all these different things. Um, to, man, to to be able to be born into that, um, and and you look at what he's done over the last fifty years as a coach, and obviously more than that in his lifetime, 
it's just incredible. I mean, it's just incredible. Uh, so a couple Super Bowl rings, a bunch of Super Bowl appearances, um, involved with the most probably iconic college coach and program involved with two already NFL Hall of Fame. Well, I guess Bill Belichick isn't, but Bill Cower is one, and we both mm-hmm. think Bill Belichick and Mike Tomlin will be one someday. I, I think it's a strong possibility that Bill and Coach Tomlin got a good chance to get in yes. the Hall. Now, we nothing's guaranteed. Nothing's so we'll guaranteed. See how, we'll see how it plays out, but I, I think I might be leaning that they're going to get in. Just, Correct. Oh, that'd be my hot take for today. Correct. So That's it's just... Hot take. To me, to me, that man, just when you look at that snapshot of, you know, born in, in 1951, Alabama, where segregation was at a fever pitch. Right. I mean, it was it was you're, you're, you're at the heart of it. You're, you're at the you're, you're, at, you're at the heart of it. You're at the heart of that of yeah. that era, yeah. man, to, to where he is now and what he's accomplished and the amount of lives that he's impacted and touch. It's it, it's just phenomenal. It, it really is. And uh, it's a great story. It's an inspiring story. And obviously, we we wish Coach Mitch all the best. Shout and that out he's to able Coach to, Mitch, man. Able to Shout relax to and, Coach and, Mitch. and enjoy this latter stage of life. Oh, without a doubt, man. Like I said, Coach Mitch is just an awesome human being to be around, man. Good dude. Excellent taste in wine as well, man. I just want to throw that out there. His wine collection is elite. Elite with a capital E. Not like the Eli version. I'm talking like the real version. Yeah. Not like the uh not like the Joe Flacco version. Yeah, yeah. Either one of them. Because you know, you can't spell elite without Eli. And you know, Joe Flacco is elite because yeah, that's why you pay him a hundred. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like, this is certified eliteness. Yeah. This is this is certified eliteness. Fifty this, this, this years. Is, this regulation. Yeah. This regulation. Fifty years as a coach, twenty-nine in the black and gold in Pittsburgh. All the best to uh to coach Mitch. Certainly in his in his next stage of life. Oh, Arthur Motes. All right. So, you know, most people on the show here, they've been listening to us over the years. They know I say this from time to time. I There's a lot of topics that we touch on here on the show that I, I love having you as my co-host. Right. Because oh, you you've got the decade of NFL experience now. I thought I had the good hair. Well, you, you got, I know you got some cool glasses as well, too. So, yeah, I mean, and you do too. But we, we both, this how you could got, this how you could tell we chilling. Neither one of us both, got glasses on. We both got these cool glasses. Um, obviously, the retirement of of Coach Mitch was one of those things that I was excited to chop up and discuss with you today. I've got another one for you that's uh quite the conversation across the NFL world that relates to a former Pittsburgh Steeler. Motsi, we got to talk about this uh, this Juju Smith-Schuster, the war of tweets, the back and forth between Juju and some members Juju of the Eagles. Juju and some, on the beat. And some other, uh, you know, uh, guys in the NFL, current and former, who have been chiming into this. I would assume most of our listeners know what I'm referencing here. But just in case, because it's fair, I'm sure there there are some who, you know, you're not you, plugged you, in You know, CR, CR ain't on social media like that. You think CR is plugged into what's been taking place? Good point. CR is one of our diehard listeners, one of the most in tune people we know. You you know who else is a diehard listener, Motsi, that listens to almost every single podcast is my mother. And shout out to to Mama Euler. And and I, I she know, probably she doesn't she probably she's doesn't know what Juju, yeah that, I mean she yeah. probably doesn't know what Juju's been yeah. tweeting over the last yeah. couple of days. So on Tuesday on Valentine's Day, Juju Smith Schuster. I mean, lovers holiday. Folks, he's got to start all this controversy on Lovers Day. I mean, are we being just, lovers, you not know, fighters? We, we we tried to we tried to make love, not war. Ain't that what they say? And, and instead, 
He want to he want to wake up and choose violence. <laughs> he certainly chose violence on Tuesday when he took to his Twitter account, Juju Smith-Schuster, formerly of this parish in Western Pennsylvania. And he posted a like a Valentine's Day meme, if you will. Right. With James Bradbury, of course, who was the defensive back who was flagged on the controversial play for defensive holding on Juju Smith-Schuster. It's a picture of Bradbury and it says I'll hold you when it matters most in a mock Valentine's Day card uh, format with the caption, Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. So Juju tweets that out. Obviously, it picks up a lot of steam. A.J. Brown, who is, of course, a Eagles wide receiver, quote tweets that, you know, for those, again, who are not hip to the language, shares that tweet of Juju Smith-Schuster with his own comments that say, first off, congratulations, y'all deserved it, but this is lame. You were on your way to being out of the league before Mahomes resurrected your career on a one-year deal, TikTok boy. He admitted that he grabbed you, but don't act like you are that or ever were, but congratulations again. And, you know, they've gone back and forth, and there's been some other NFL players who have uh, chimed uh, in so, on so, this. So you just go cut it off like that. Yeah, yeah, you want to go. You ain't going to give us all the – because it's some well, back okay. and forth. So, okay. so Juju, get, Juju, Juju then we replied. Got time. We got time. Give us the whole layout. Give us the Juju, whole layout. Juju then replied, glad you were finally able to get that off your chest after all these years. Good game, bro. <laughs> and then CJ Garner-Johnson chimed in, and him and Juju went back and forth. And there's been some, you know, some banter. Tyreek Hill hopped Tyreke in this Hill thing. Patrick Mahomes hopped in this. Michael Blunt. Parsons. Yeah, Michael Parsons, yeah. A, a former former Steeler and Eagle, LeGarrette Blunt. That, that's what I'm this. saying. Like, like let's, let's, let's talk about it. If we go talk so about it, let's talk about it. Let's, let's start at the beginning, right? Because that's where you got to mm. – let's start at the beginning, a very yeah. fine place to start, as I believe that's what they say in The Sound of Music. Um, mm-hmm. Juju posting that meme originally, right? The mock Valentine's Day card, mm-hmm. I'll hold you when it matters most. Fair or foul? We both know what this is. If you're trying to win social media, then it's fair. If you want to get the fanboys, the fangirls, the media, go for it. Fair. When you're talking about the players that actually you deal with on a day-to-day that you're going to face on a week-to-week, you silly because you just put a target on your back. Night and day. So it's like fans might love it. They eat it up. You get all the interactions, right? Mm-hmm. You look at Juju when he first made the post. Who are the people that are hyping him up? His social media people. Mm-hmm. His gaming people. Mm-hmm. Fanboys. You look at the Correct. people who, who checked him on it. Players. League guys. <laughs> the guys that know what this culture is and know that, hey, you letting social media write a check for you that in real life you're not going to be able to cash. Hmm. And that's the part. So that's why, like, for me, I find it multifaceted. It's entertaining as a fan because it's like, man, when I saw the meme before he posted it, it was with a series of other memes uh, dedicated to different NFL players. We even had guys that were included up there. So it was like, yo, what's funny? But when Juju reposted it and put the caption, we knew exactly what he was doing. So media-wise, you're entertained. It's like, man, this is something we get to talk about. Fan, why you like, whoa, this messy. You know, negativity sells. But then <laughs> right, the player right. side, the player side of me was like, bro, you're playing with fire. Because first off, you got to know who you are. You're not that type of guy. I'm not talking personality-wise. I'm talking skill, player-wise. You don't get the privilege to talk 
and do those type of things and go unscathed, which is why you look at the people who responded to him. <laughs> All of the people who responded to him have the green light to speak. A.J. Brown, that's the top five receiver in the NFL right now. Tyree Kills, the top five receiver. He led the league in receiving yards this season. Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons. Been the, the, the number two guy in terms of the running for defense player of the year in back-to-back seasons. Talk about C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Balling out. Impact player. Shoot, even James Bradbury, you can make a case, has balled out and done more. So when you think of the people, LeGarrette Blunt, multiple-time Super Bowl champion, his role, kind of similar to Juju's in Kansas City. Sure, sure. But even with what LeGarrette was saying in his tweet, his response, it's like, bro, I'm a similar guy. And you can make a case that LeGarrette has had more of a role, more of an impact in both of his runs. Those are the people that are addressing it because it's like, bro, this is disrespectful. You don't, you're, you don't have that type of access. You don't have that type of green light. Fans might think that, but in real life with the real killers, like, nah, you not like that. So you're not allowed to talk like that. And when you do, you're going to have to answer for that. And that's the thing that when I witnessed it from the player side, that was where my mind went. Cause I'm like, this reminded me of Cincinnati Bengals. Hey, stop dancing on the logos, Juju. Juju go out there and dance on the logo, and we could tell from the start of that game what their mind was on and when mm-hmm. they finally caught him. Mm-hmm. And that's the other dynamic. It's like, Juju, you play wide receiver. People going to hunt you. You poking a bear right now. And the other thing is this. Because of the manner in which you're going about doing it, it's classless. It's corny. It was a controversial call anyways. That went your way. That went your way. People are going to criticize you anyways based on your productivity this season. You didn't have a 1,000 yards. But you're talking now as if you were 1,500-yard receiver, 10-plus touchdowns. When you talk about your postseason run, it wasn't like you put up gaudy numbers. Your Super Bowl performance, you played well, but it wasn't like you were dominant. It wasn't like you had an A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith-type game. So now you got the other people that are around the league looking and saying, so you wanted them to do this as a front runner. You finally get some success. You finally have a moment. And instead of being humble and letting people speak positively about you, you decided to say, I'm that guy beat my chest. That's the issue. Because when you're humble in victory, you could have an average performance and we'll say it was good. You could have a good performance. We'll say it was great. You could have a great performance. We can say it was elite. That's how it goes when you're humble in victory. Mm -hmm. We give you the benefit of the doubt. We'll even grade on the curve. But when you give this front runner this, I'm going to win and be classless and not have Mm -hmm. taste with it. Now people look at you with a lot more critical of an eye. They say, hey, that good performance. Now you won't like that. You was average at best. That average performance. Nah, bro, that was a bad performance. It's just a different way of how they view you because now you've put that spotlight on yourself. So I was a little bit surprised for Juju to take that approach. I'm honestly think he's in the moment because yeah, you want to sure, boy, sure. you got, you know, you partying, you having fun, everybody's telling you you're great. But at the end of the day, you got to realize what you just did. You have green lighted something that you might That's not have thing. really been trying to do. And yeah. the fans, they don't, the fans in the moment right now, they're going to love it. They're going, Oh yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Juju. Yeah, How they, don't have to pay, they don't have to pay the Piper, but, but at the end of the day, you got 17 weeks, and if you're not in Kansas yep. City, that could get gory for you specifically. Yep. The same way people started to target Burfitt, the same way people started to look at him and say green light on that man, that's how they're going to start looking at Juju in a sense if he mm-hmm. keeps going on this way because it wasn't just 
post and chill. It was, I'm going to post, defend. I'm going to go with this guy, defend. Now I'm going to try to victim. I'm going to go with this. And it's like, nah, bro, this ain't cool. But once again, if you wanted to win the social media thing, Ooh, hey. hey, congratulations, you did. But at the same time, congratulations, you played yourself. Because <laughs> right. them, all them likes and retweets and interactions, they didn't got you on some stuff right now. So... I completely agree with everything you just said. I, I think that's spot on. And, and you know, you can write those checks now in February, but you're going to have to cash them in September and October and November and December 17 times, like you said. And that's and where it about, gets greasy. Think about that 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 Wesley Euler that's playing on the Jags that nobody knows about, but has seen this tweet. And he's like, you know what, bro? I can't wait. I'm going to make my name off of this one. Because mm-hmm. once I fire on this, guess what I'm posting the next day? Yeah, I, I'll fire you when you need me the most. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, man, anything that happens towards him, just know that's what people are going to have in their mind. 100%. Some 100%. people are going to be more vocal about it, but others are going to be in the back of their mind. And at this level, you don't need to give the opposition and any added motes, <laughs> motivation you, or anything to be pissed off about, man. And I think this piggybacks too off. Of, this is a conversation you and I had like a year ago when taunting mm-hmm. was the big topic in the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And and you said, yeah, the fans love it. The media eats it up. It's a storyline. It's something to laugh about. It's ha, 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 ha. But eventually that escalates. And eventually that leads yeah. to something else. And that leads to something else. And that leads to something else. And people end up getting hurt. And that's why the NFL clamps down on taunting. is because the they, know, is they know what it we, leads to. We are too competitive. Correct. And too we much got pride. too much pride and too much ego. We don't mind losing. But you're not going to have me losing. You're going to rub, rub my face in it now nah, because now we're going to change it to something different. Now it's going to be, okay, well, you won this, but can you win this element when we do this now? <laughs> right, right. And that's what the NFL does not want. That's what all those mommies that that are, you know, were casually watching this thing with my son. They don't want to see that because nope. now it becomes a blood sport. Now it becomes gory. Now it becomes mm-hmm. bodies on the ground and fans and people feeling real squirmish about it. We know how that goes. We know how so that goes. The NFL <laughs> does not want that. A hundred percent, they do not want no, that. No. But when you play these type of games, that's what you open yourself up to potentially. That's absolutely it. Absolutely it. And the the last thing I'll say here is the the final thing that the thing that irked me about it, right? And every everything that you just laid out and spoke to that that you have personal experience on is perfectly, uh, as perfectly said. I'll add one more thing too. Juju's been in James Bradbury's situation before. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times? <laughs> how many times has he been the guy? Do, do we need to the relive one. that whole New Orleans Saints game and and and, and Juju mm-hmm. and Juju crying and everything and everybody and him mm-hmm. talking about I get I I, I I fumbled the season away mm-hmm. and everybody on his team and everybody mm-hmm. in this town wrapping their arms around him and saying it's all right mm-hmm. it's sports mistakes happen it it, it mm-hmm. happens. I mean, he got he got all that love from people mm-hmm. when he was at his lowest as a player, when he Think felt like it. he cost he, his team had, their goal. He's had a couple of moments where couple he of moments. put the ball down and people and, and, rallied around and, him. And everyone's rallied around him. Rallied and now around the shoe is on the other foot and he's kicking a guy while he's down. Yeah. That's the part that bothered me. Yeah. It is just one of those things where it's like, you just start to see people, man. When, when a person has success, when they are on top, you see what they're like. Mm-hmm. Some people will call it he's trolling. Some people try to minimize it other ways, but for the guys that know what it is, yeah. You that's don't look at it that's like what that. you say, okay. <laughs> that's what surprised me the most yeah. about it is Juju has mm-hmm. been in Bradbury's shoes before. Yeah. And I just would have thought he would have, you know, yeah. would have been a little more cognizant of that. <laughs> yeah. 
We're going to take a break here. When we come back on the other side, we will go around the league. Derek Carr is a free agent. Could Rex Ryan be returning to the National Football League? We'll discuss all these things and more as we rip rip around the National Football League. Whip around? Rip around? Both of those things. When we come back on the other side, Wesley Euler, Arthur Butts, the Steelers Blitz on SNR. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moment of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.